Welcome to On Air with Amber Wynn, where nonprofit leaders learn to fuse passion and commitment with proven business strategies to create long-term funding, impact, and sustainability. And now, here's your host and resident philanthropreneur, Amber Wynn. Hey fam, it's your girl and I'm back. If you guys have been rocking with me, then you know that this is a very special time for me because I get to spend time with the nonprofit community, sharing my 30 years of experience in every sector. Um, I've worked in every sector and I've held every position, y'all, from emptying trash to giving out $7 million annually in research grants. And today we're going to talk about questions. What do I mean? I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years and invariably someone will say some type of question like, how can I get a grant or how do I pay my board? Or we're going to talk about the questions that you ask and what they mean. And why is that important? Because I want to set you up powerfully for success. And when you ask certain questions a certain way, you're going to get certain results. For example, um, grant writers. There are a lot of shady people out there taking advantage of really well-intentioned people. And based on how you ask certain questions, they know if you know about grant writing or not, and they're going to take advantage of you. So in this episode, we're going to talk about questions that you ask and what they mean. But first, you know how we do it. We're going to pause for a break. And then when we get back, we'll jump right into the content. Do you have a tool that organizes your company's paperwork and takes care of all your record keeping? Does your current record keeping system send you 90 day alerts to remind you that your key documents are about to expire and need to be renewed? Can you find contracts and procurement opportunities in seconds from any of the 50 United States so you can grow your business? Is your business organized so that you can tell which key documents are needed to efficiently run the business? How about woman-owned, small business, or disadvantaged business enterprise certifications? Do you have a checklist of all the key documents you need to become certified? Does your current system allow you to conduct market research from multiple sources and provide you industry and market data in seconds? Well, Small Biz Pro does all of that and more. Small Biz Pro is the number one business management, compliance, procurement assistance and market research assistance tool on the market today download the app now and you will be amazed it's like having three additional employees working for you but you don't have to pay them what are you waiting for hey so we're back with on air with amber it's your girl and today we are talking about the type of questions that i hear and what they mean um so for example um I'm in forums or someone just, you know, asks me a question because they know that I, I'm in the nonprofit sector. When a nonprofit uh, leader first gets their 501c3, the first thing that you'll typically see in a forum is, hey, guys, I got my 501c3. How do I get a grant to fund this program or how do I get a grant to do X, Y and Z? And what that lets me know is that this person knows nothing about the nonprofit sector because Number one, you just got your 501c3. So it's unless you've been doing the work for a while and it's not just a concept in your mind, you won't qualify for a grant, right? So what I want you to, number one, do is go back and look at some of the episodes when we first start talking about um, building your infrastructure and, and getting uh, 
uh, a track record because that's what you need to do first. So if you're just joining us, um, you're just new to the nonprofit sector, the very first thing you don't want to do is to get a grant. You want to build up your infrastructure. You want to create a track record. And then you want to... Um, looking for, you want to start looking for how to fund your organization. So that should be the question that you ask. Hey guys, I just got my 501c3. I'm looking to, um, you know, secure funds for my organization. Cause that's really, that's really where you are. If you're going to qualify for a grant, it's going to be a very small grant, 500, you know, a thousand, 1500. And it's something is better than nothing. But when you say, how do I get a grant? If you're on one of those forums, you're going to get a whole bunch of people saying, I can help you. I can help you. They're grant writers and some of them are predators. So just be very, very careful. The next question I get also is, um, you know, hey, um, is there is there money out there to start a nonprofit? And what that means, again, is that you don't understand that a nonprofit is a business and every business has business expenses. So the answer to that is no. But what I'm going to encourage you to do if you're looking to start a nonprofit is to, again, go back to some of the earlier episodes where I break down why, um, number one, you can't start a nonprofit with no money. And then number two, why a nonprofit is a business and why you need to know that, you know, it generally takes anywhere between 1200 to, to like $2,500 to start a nonprofit. But I want you to step out powerfully understanding that these questions, you know, they tell people what it is that you know and you don't know. And it's perfectly fine that you don't know, but I'm here to set you up powerfully for success. So Go check out some of the earlier episodes where I break down why a nonprofit is a business. And then also, um, if you ask the question, like, how should I pay my board? How can I pay my board? Or how much should I pay my board? What that means is you don't understand what the IRS um, has done in setting up the 501c3. There is already an infrastructure. And in that infrastructure, Nonprofit board members don't get paid. They are volunteers. So what you want to do is maybe you can ask the question of how do I get my board engaged or how do I recruit really seasoned board members? Because if you're saying to me, how do I pay my board members? I know you don't have seasoned board members because seasoned board members know that they're there for service. They're there to leverage their experience their resources and service to your organization. So if the expectation is that you get paid, then you're conflating the role of a for-profit board, which they do get paid, and a nonprofit board, which they don't. So just really want to set you up powerfully. And when you're looking at some of these things, um, what type of questions should you really be asking? So for the nonprofit board is how do I get my board engaged or how do I recruit seasoned board members? Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're following the IRS rules. It's not Amber's rules. It's not, you get to make up the rules as you go along. It's really, really about, um, knowing what the IRS expects understanding what a funder expects and following those rules. Because here's the thing, if you're running your nonprofit the right way, then you have an infrastructure, meaning 
you have a way that's going to track the way that you are distributing your finances. And if on those finances, a funder sees that you are distributing payment to your board, then they're not going to fund you because you're not supposed to pay your board. And so, you know, it just creates all types of issues. So the, the most important thing that I would say right now is before you jump into this crazy world called nonprofit management is to do your research and to really understand what you're jumping into. I have, my gosh, about 30 episodes now where you can really just dive into whatever topic that you're unsure about, learn the ins and outs so that when you are around potential funders, potential board members, you're not saying things that give you those telltale signs that you don't know what you're talking about. And trust me, having sat in the funder's seat, um, I'm going to look at you sideways and I'm not going to fund you. Remember, there are more applicants than there is money and a funder is looking for reasons not to fund you. So if you say something that's like off kilter, it's like, mm, I'm not, I'm not feeling confident in this person. And so they're going to start digging and doing more research and they're going to find that you really aren't ready for funding. So you want to look the part, you want to say things in such a way that a funder or a potential board member will feel comfortable with you. And so if you come out the gate asking questions like, well, how do I get a grant, you know, to fund my building and how do I get a grant? You don't, you get grants to support your mission. You get grants to fund your organization, right? And then this one is a very common one that I hear all of the time. Where can I find a grant writer who will take a percentage of, you know, the award once they get it? That is a red flag for me. If you're asking how can you pay a grant writer out of the award that they win, it says you have no money. And if you don't have a budget, if you don't have any money, then guess what? You shouldn't be starting a nonprofit. It is illegal for you to pay a grant writer out of the grant money that you received because nowhere in that proposal did you say you were paying for a grant writer. More importantly, you're taking money from a proposal to fund services that were, um, that were administered prior to the proposal. So that, that's, that's really mismanagement of funds. And if a funder understands that that's what you've done, then they're going to rescind the grant and they're going to make you pay back the rest of the money because they did not give you that money to pay a grant writer. They gave you money for services that you will do from this point moving forward. So it's important that you understand the questions that you ask really gives a person insight into, you know, what type of nonprofit you're running, what type of leader you are. And I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to start that conversation. Cause again, you don't know what you don't know, but if I can powerfully position you to at least, you know, come out better than your competition, then that's my role. And that's what I'm here to do. Um, so right now we're going to pause, but before that, I wanted to share with you, um, for those of you who are just jumping into the nonprofit sector that I have established a membership site and the membership site has different levels. Remember in the beginning of, um, in the beginning, we were talking a little bit about staging yourself and seeing where you are on the nonprofit success path. I am offering the nonprofit sector and my membership site, just the basic, um, the basic level. And in the basic level, all of this information that I'm talking to you about, like how you should pose your question, the answers to those questions, it's going to be in, in the free level. And it's because I want people going into the nonprofit sector to understand what it entails. 
And so that's free. The second level is going to be where you have access to um, information. Um, you get to see me in a private Facebook, ask your questions, and we can really engage. And then the third level is more in depth. You have access to coaching, a mastermind group. But for this section, when we talk about the questions you should and should not ask or how you should, go into this membership site, join, get the basic level. It's for free. Get access to all of this information so that you can powerfully lead your organization. Knowledge is power, you guys. And once you have it, you can't get rid of it, right? And so um, it's important that you know what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to be doing it. So go check me out, www.amberwin.net. And in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a link. It'll say membership. Um, go in, enroll for the free membership. You don't have to pay anything. That information is there for you to help you be a better leader. So check that out. And right now, we're going to pause for another break. And when we come back, guess what? We get to answer your question on Ask Amber. You're a school, a foundation, a healthcare provider, or an environmental group a museum, a church, a shelter, or a community service. You're starting a nonprofit on a startup budget, and you need to get this right the first time. No mistakes, no misunderstandings, and no costly do-overs. At Nonprofit Elite, we know what you need because we've been there too. Accurate information, mistake-free filings, and peace of mind assurance that your 501c3 application will be successful. This is what we do, and we are very good at it, all backed by our industry-leading guarantee and 100% IRS approval rate. But forming your nonprofit and obtaining tax-exempt status is just the beginning. Once you're up and running, Nonprofit Elite will consolidate the bulk of your operations into one place, including your accounting, compliance, website, fundraising, and more. We do the work of several full-time staff for just a fraction of the cost so that you can remain focused on advancing your mission. Contact Nonprofit Elite for expert preparation of your formation documents and 501c3 application, and for a full range of accounting, fundraising, and administrative solutions. Welcome back. You're on air with Amber. It's your girl. And today we're talking about the questions that you ask and how, how potential funders, clients even, um, donors interpret them. And now we're at the section of the episode where you get to ask me your questions. You can reach out to me on all of my social media. Um, you can email me. This question is actually from my email. It's from Terrence and Van Nuys. And um, his question is, I was asked by a potential donor if I was on GuideStar. What is that and what does it have to do with someone donating? Great question, Terrence. So GuideStar um, was established back in 2016 to try and bring transparency into the nonprofit sector. So it serves as a portal for um, people interested in donating to really try and vet nonprofits, right? So when I tell you you've got to look the part, you have to have the infrastructure, it's because People are giving away their money and they want to know that they're giving it away to a trusted source. So GuideStar put together this portal where um, you would upload your 990s. You'd give them all the information about your organization. And basically they rate you. They give you a bronze, silver or, or, or 
bronze, silver, or gold um, rating. I think they even have platinum. And it's based on certain things like, um, you know, your ratio for indirect cost or your overhead to your program cost. Um, like all of the documents, did you, do you have like three years of nine nineties? They have over 2.5 million, um, us nonprofits on there. Right. And I can tell you as a funder, we leverage that. If we don't, if we don't have enough information about you, we'll go to GuideStar and we'll look and see number one, if you're registered, cause you have to register yourself. It's free. And then number two, like if we want more information on the top three, um, they, you, you list the top three staff people and their salaries, we get to look at that. So it's, it's designed to help the public access, um, information about nonprofits and it's to help them to do their due diligence. But I also want to let you know that, you know, there's 2.5 million nonprofits on this site and funders go to the site. I want you to know that you can also leverage this site to your benefit because it's free. You get to register. And this is what also happens. Sometimes people are like, Ooh, you know, I want to, um, I want to donate to an organization that's, um, focusing on wildlife. And so they'll go into GuideStar and they'll do a search and all of the organizations that are on GuideStar will pop up. So that's free advertising, that's free access to potential donors. So it is also beneficial to you if you're registered on GuideStar. The caveat being that, you know, you have all of these things in place, right? So that your infrastructure is tight, you can provide a balance sheet, your annual budget, you know, things of that nature. But once you have those things in place, I would highly recommend that you get on GuideStar because a lot of donors do want to be able to do their due diligence and make sure that your organization is been vetted. They make sure that your 501c3 tax exempt is still active and then that you have a 990 that's been audited. So they're looking for those types of things, Terrence. So for the rest of you, um, again, this is your opportunity to ask me your most pressing questions. So feel free to reach out to me via any of my social media um, or email me at amber at amberwin.net and ask me your questions. And I'm so happy to give you the answers that I have. Because as you know, they say in school, there are no dumb questions. There are, but not for you. Reach out to me and let me know what it is you're thinking about. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, um, is the time where we do the thing that I love the most in my episode, besides sharing information with you. I love that too. Um, but I love putting a, a spotlight on my nonprofits because you guys are the most amazing people in the world. You're doing the work, you're filling the gap. And so during my episode, I do a spotlight. And this week's spotlight is on Kid Power International. Um, Kid Power International's mission is to create cultures of caring, respect, and safety for everyone everywhere. It also works to prepare people of all ages, abilities, backgrounds, and walks of life to take charge of their safety and to protect children and other vulnerable people in their care. Let's see a little bit more about what Kid Power does. Every child deserves to feel safe and every child deserves to feel protected. But many children do not feel safe or protected. Sometimes the world hears their stories, but far more stories of bullying, violence, and abuse are never told. 
None of us have the power to change the past, but the future, that's a different story. Many of tomorrow's stories of bullying, abuse, abduction, and assault are preventable. Kid Power is about changing the future of violence and abuse, starting now. Since 1989, Kid Power has created opportunities for more than one million people around the world to recognize the power they have and to learn how to use that power to be safe and to thrive. Kid Power students include children and teenagers, girls and boys, and Kid Power students include adults because no one ever outgrows the right to feel safe. Kid Power students are people whose true abilities are so easily underestimated and so often overlooked. Whether you have heard their stories or not, Kid Power students are turning tides, changing directions, and using their power to create stories of safety where stories of violence might have been, but never came. That is the vision and the adventure that is Kid Power. It's unstoppable because it works. It's exciting because it changes lives. We're growing every day because children everywhere deserve nothing less, and we need your help. Thank you. What an amazing organization. You know, there's truth to power, and when you have organizations out there giving individuals with all types of abilities, ages, and it doesn't matter, gender, um, the ability to take back that power, that is an amazing thing. So thank you, Kid Power, for all that you do. And um, if you would like to support this amazing organization, please visit them at www.kidpower.org, or you can contact them at 800 467 6997. Yay. <laughs> All right. So now we've come to the point in the episode where Amber gets to speak her mind just a little bit. Um, it's called mindset minute. And, you know, I want to talk to you about what's your why? What's your why? Um, during my workshops, I play this short video by um, Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. I'll put the link in the bio for you to check it out. Um, and he talks about what's your why. And I come across a lot of people who start nonprofits for the wrong reason. And I say it's the wrong reason because they don't understand all that they're undertaking. They think it's going to be simple. They think it's going to be easy. They think all of this money is sitting out here waiting for them and they just need to, you know, start a nonprofit and it's going to fall into their lap. And here's, here's, here's why your why is important is because they are, there is going to be a time. There's going to be multiple times when this stuff is so hard, you want to just walk away. But if you're in it because you see the missing in your community, if you're in it because you are passionate about closing um, a disparity gap, if you're passionate because you want to right a wrong, then when those times get hard, you're going to stay the course because your passion is fueling you and you know what you're there for. But if you come into this for the wrong reason, if you think this is going to be your retirement plan, if you think this is going to be easier than collecting a check every two weeks, then when those times get difficult, 
when those times get hard, when you don't know how you're going to make it happen, then that's when you give up. Over 40% of all nonprofits close their doors within two years. And it's not because they weren't, you know, passionate, but what was their why? And it could have very well been, they just didn't understand what a nonprofit is and all that it entails. And I'm trying to prevent that, right? Sometimes even having passion is not enough, right? Because I have passion for a lot of things, but I'm not going to start a business around it. I will contribute either financially or I will volunteer. And so just really understanding what it is that you want to accomplish. If you want to make a difference, you can make a difference without starting a nonprofit, You can start a donor advised fund or you can volunteer. You can be on somebody's board. Are you up to the challenge of starting a business, funding a business, running a business and all that it entails? So to me, just understanding your why, what it is that you want to do, how I got to being a nonprofit consultant really focuses around my why. I always envisioned that I would make a huge impact on this world. And so I joined organizations. I joined the NAACP. I joined my sorority um, because I felt like there was power in numbers. Just me all by myself. How would I change the world? I'm bad, but am I that bad? Yes, I am. (laughs) And so that's how I got to this. I got to this because if I can leverage my knowledge, my skills, and strengthen nonprofit organizations, then by default, I am changing the world. And it took me a minute to get there. Like it took me six years to figure out, you know, what my business model was going to be and what I was going to do. But I see it clearly now when I'm talking to nonprofit leaders and they're like, oh, when I'm talking to, you know, grant writers and I'm telling them what they need to do to strengthen. Oh, and then they go back and I see the difference. Um, You know, I've transformed tons of nonprofit organizations. And now that they're making money, now they have choices. Now they can expand their programs. I'm a part of that. I mean, the nonprofit leaders are doing the hard work, of course, but it's because they've strengthened their infrastructures that they now can qualify for funding. Now they know what the purpose of a board is and how to engage their board. Their board's bringing in, you know, more money. My why is to make a difference in communities, like a big difference And how I accomplish my why is by strengthening the nonprofit leader, the founder, the executive director. And as a direct result, I get to strengthen communities. So when it gets tough, and it does, y'all, you know, don't get it twisted. Running a business, and I say this about my nonprofits because I'm running one myself. Running a business ain't easy. Um, I am an expert in all things nonprofit. That is nonprofit but I have a for-profit. So I have the same type of learning curve that you have. And so I can stay the course because I'm committed to you. I can stay the course because I know that once your organization is strengthened, so will the communities. And so I push through because if I'm here doing my job, then I make your job easier. And by default, we improve community. So this mindset minute is really just to ask you to pause and think about your why and why you're doing what you're doing. And if it really aligns with being a nonprofit, and if it does, then I am going to encourage you to do the research, to really get into deep, get in deeply to what it is you need to know so that you can be an effective nonprofit. Because guess what? (sighs) Times are going to get rough and you're going to need that type of passion just to push you through. All right. So 
Thank you for joining me today. If you liked what you heard and you think it can benefit somebody, please, please, please forward this episode on to them. Be sure to subscribe. And if you have any questions or if you would like to be highlighted in my nonprofit um, section, um, reach out to me uh, at my email and send me a, a video two minutes or less. Make sure it has your contact information on there because it goes up and we want everybody to be able to reach you, funders and clients as well. And I'm going to tell you what I like to say. I want you to take care of yourself like you take care of your community because y'all some hardworking people. And if you take care of yourself like you take care of your community, we're going to be all right. Until next episode, I'm out. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Head over to www.amberwin.net slash podcast for the links and resources mentioned in today's podcast. See you next time.